Hello, welcome back to a new episode of the Starting XI Podcast. This is Nico Kramer joined by my wonderful co-host, Spencer Shapiro. Spencer, how are you doing this week? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm a little bummed that Mattia can't be joining us, but I'm excited to be back for another episode after our week off last week. For sure, yeah. It was we took we took the week off. Nothing really big happened enough to to um do the, an episode. Yeah, Mattia won't be joining us, but he'll be back next week. But we do have the Champions League, which came back, which is an amazing feeling. Um, and we're gonna skim over some of the games. We'll, we'll touch on some more in depth than others. Um, so I guess we'll. I guess the first result we saw was Zenit and Club Bruges. Club Bruges one two one. Skip over that one. Uh, Juventus beat Dynamo Kiev two zero. Matias not here to. Um, I mean, <laughs> defend. I think we should Dynamo just. Kiev. I, I feel like we should just kind of highlight the main ones, not mention. Them. Right, right. Like um, I mean, the first main one for me, the shock of the week, you have to say, Man United beating PSG two to one. Yeah. In Paris, yeah. and. I mean, it seems every time his job's on the line, only manages to bring out a performance. I said he'd be sacked by Christmas. I'm not ready to go back on that prediction yet. I think there's still a chance. But after that Tottenham catastrophe, it's been a great week for Man United. This yeah. And the Newcastle result at the weekend. And I mean, Rashford is uh, like... The, loves going to Paris. It looks like. I mean, I mean, the two game-winning goals. Um, and that's that's great for him. And of course, and they knocked him out last time, which is even bigger shock, I think. But um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah. Whatever Ole's job gets on the line, he, he does something crazy. And and to be fair to Man United, you know, in the last time that they knocked him out, it was really they just sat, you know, sat back and and got some lucky goals. This time, they they honestly. Like played better than PSG, I thought. You know they deserve the win in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, PSG, I mean, look at their lineup and that defense. To me, that's that is not a Champions League contending defense, in my opinion. And they are missing some guys, of course, like Marquinhos and uh, Brignat, some guys in midfield as well. But you know, no excuse. Man United were the better team, and you know, to Man U's point, um, I thought the man in match was definitely Aaron Wan-Bissaka, who. Jeez, he just had Mbappe and, and Neymar, the attack all in his pocket. He had some great challenges, along with Twanzibi, who also looked great. I mean, the Man U defense and De Gea, too, they look good. This this was a good performance um, from Man U. And I guess, you know, it's something that we haven't seen a lot this season. Yeah, I mean, this is without a doubt Man United's best performance of the weekend or of the season. And Marcus Rashford, especially. I just hate he I just hate that his career has he has to deal with all the surrounding energy at Man United because yeah. I have to highlight all the great work he's doing in the community. Once again he's taking on the government in order to get free food compared to some of the other Man United players who recently have been going a little viral for cheating on their girlfriends, doing all these various dumb decisions. And I just wanted to highlight Rashford as just an unbelievable sure. player, both on and off the field. For sure. And, you know, I think from a menu perspective, I mean, they can definitely take this, um, this, this, this win and I definitely a boost of confidence. And I also like from Ole that, you know, Pogba is back um, fully fit and he hasn't been playing well. So, he, so he didn't start him. And that to me, 
you know, I think that sends a message to Pogba and others, others on the team that, you know, you can be the big name signing from years ago and the big player, but if you're not playing well, you're not going to start. And I thought that was a great decision because Fred McTominay um, did dominate that midfield. Again, everyone on the pitch for Man United had a great, a great game. Although I did think um, the penalty was a little lucky, whatever. Again, they deserve the win. So for from a Man United perspective, I would definitely be intrigued by this. But I guess the other game, um, another highlight I want to do was Lazio and Dortmund, who, I mean, I'm not going to say this is necessarily an upset because Lazio are a good team. But this season, this season in the Serie A, Lazio have been quite bad. So, I mean, Spencer, do you think any worries for Dortmund here? Maybe this is kind of a one-off. I mean, I think Lazio is, apart from them, the only team in their group who's kind of a threat. So, I don't, I wouldn't be that worried. Lazio are a solid team. And, I mean, they just got outplayed. And not much else to say they should they should still be in they should still have every chance to qualify over club regions in it though for sure for sure i mean dortmund yeah they didn't look that hot in this game and uh geo reina came on and had an assist for the dortmund's one goal uh, i guess that's cool not a surprise Good point to Holland. yeah not a surprise but um <laughs> Best play. yeah i mean that's well that's uh <laughs> i guess it's the one bright spot for norman is that geo reina is continuing um to have these great performances. And I guess, move. you know, yeah, I mean, another big game. I guess we want to talk about Chelsea and Sevilla, uh, who... I mean, this game... Or real quick, I mean, I think... to talk about. It's probably yeah, it was, one of the most boring. boring games of yeah. Champions League football um, that really yeah. has happened recently. And neither team looked like they were doing anything good. But, right. I mean move on from that game. <laughs> Not much. I mean, I think yeah. real quick, though, I think from a Chelsea perspective, it was a little disappointing. Um, they had basically, what, their first team out there. Yeah, they did. They didn't have injuries or anything. And um, to to be scared, I mean, Sevilla are a good team. Don't get me wrong. And yet, I don't know, like, I think both teams kind of realize that they're, they have an easy way through um, from, from the rest of the group. And, um, you know they're okay with it. they don't neither of them wants to go out there and really try to get a win because at the end of the day um, they're both going to go through comfortably. But uh, I guess the biggest game, <laughs> I guess the biggest shock um, <laughs> in game of the week, and this is painful. But uh, Real Madrid losing to Shakhtar Donetsk two three two at home, and not only was it Shakhtar Donetsk, but it was Shakhtar Donetsk without thirteen first team players. So it was really Shakhtar Donetsk Academy B team mix up here with uh, Real Madrid putting out nearly their their strongest team and I mean I don't even know where to begin I think you know the biggest standout and this isn't really a standout this has been the case for a while now is when Sergio Ramos isn't back in that defense in the team um, Varane and the rest of them really like. It's a little bit, it's a little bit saddening that they can't sort of defend on their own without Ramos having to be back there to direct everything. I mean, it's it's kind of ridiculous. And it was three zero at halftime. I mean, I don't know, Spencer. What, what are you, what are your thoughts on Madrid? I this mean, just it's con- like, I mean, what you told me after the game is right. Is there any more influential player in world football than Ramos? I mean, yeah. time and time again, when 
Ramos isn't there to control the team, to captain them. They just look bad. Veron, yeah. in that Man City game, Veron was pathetic. Yeah. He was shocking again today. And Madrid, in the second half, they looked better, but it still was not good. And yeah. they should... I mean, are you worried, as a Madrid fan, are you worried at all about them making it out of the group? Or, I mean, it's still early, but this is a bad right. start in probably the toughest group out of the lot. No, I mean, I think you definitely bring up a good point. Um, as you say, it's a hard group. Much and Gladbach and Inter are two strong teams, are better than Shakhtar. And they are, they are strong teams in their respective leagues, of course, as we know. And, you know... I, I still think that they're going to be able to go through the group. Um, just That's just, you know, them being Real Madrid, right? I can't – I couldn't say that they're not going to get out of the group knowing them in the Champions League and just who they are as a club. But, I mean, the first half was the worst half I've seen Madrid play in, in, in a long time, in a long time. And that includes – The Ajax Recent game. years and the Ajax game and this – when they got beat 3-0 by Moscow at home. I mean, that includes a lot. And, and it, it was – they got, you know, the reality is that it could have been more than three. It could have been more than three. And Madrid really didn't create anything. Uh, Jovic didn't create anything. No one created. And it could have been more than 3-0 at halftime. And Shakhtar really let Madrid come back into this game for a possible tie when it, they didn't need to at all. So it is a little bad, to be honest with you. Um, it's a little scary. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little bit scary. But, you know, and again, this is coming off Madrid losing at home to Gadeep a new, newly promoted team in a game where, again, they got dominated. They got dominated by. So it's it's back-to-back. Going into a Clasico, of course, uh, tomorrow, which we'll definitely get to at some point. But this is a little scary. But I guess we'll move on um, to this flip side of a Clasico. I guess it's Barcelona. Not much to say about here. 5-1 defeat. Uh, PK got a red card, of course. Penalty. <laughs> Giveaway. I mean, it's kind of classic PK. I mean, I don't know. Barcelona looked pretty good, Spencer, now. Yeah. I mean, Barca absolutely dominated. Shout out Serginho yeah. Dest. Yep. Starting a Champions League game once again. Had a good performance. Yeah. And, yeah, not really much of interest right. to talk about here. Messi scored his second goal of the season. Yep. Big game. Although, I mean, I guess real quick, and, it, and it's probably stupid, but Messi hasn't scored uh, this season from a normal play um, at, at club and country. I mean, do you think anything to worry about there? He's just kind of uh, warming up. <laughs> I, I, it'll be a bit till we have to. Yeah. It'll take a, a lot more than a few games on only scoring penalties for us to yeah. get, or for yeah. me at least, to get worried <laughs> about Messi. Yeah. All right. Well, then I guess we'll skip over to the next game. Um, and well, let's do Ajax and Liverpool. And Spencer, I'll let you. I'll let you start off with this game. What were your thoughts? Uh, I mean, out going into this game, I was somewhat worried. Van Dyke's out. Allison's out. Uh, Matip was out. Thiago was out. So I was a little worried. I wasn't sure what Klopp would do in the midfield with Keita only having a one practice back after coming from international break. And Klopp elected to go the Curtis Jones and Milner route, which was very surprising to me, giving Henderson the rest. But 
I don't think Liverpool played great, but I think the getting a clean sheet will do so much with their confidence. Right. Recently, I think this is their first, this is only their second clean sheet of the season. And getting it with Adrian and the new defense, I think will be huge for their confidence. I think Fabinho was once again, unbelievable at the center back position. I think it's a very, it's a, argument to say that Fabinho is Liverpool's best midfielder and best defender at this point, which is a little yeah. unfortunate that they can only play him in one. But at, every time he's called on to fill in at center back, he's been unbelievable, and this game was no exception. Yeah, I mean, I think, of course, you know, Ajax lost a few guys, and it sucks when you lose on your own goal. Um you know, that always, that always burns a little more, but it's right. I mean, I think I think Ajax will be okay. Um, and Liverpool, I've seen a lot of these types of wins recently, but as you say, it, it wasn't wasn't bad performance. But um, I, I think I think they'll definitely be fine. But I guess the other game, big game, was Man City and Porto, and we see a three-one scoreline, and the statistics definitely, along with the scoreline, favor Man City. But almost every single one of these goals for City was really uh, debatable. <laughs> But, I mean, they still got the win. So, I mean, what do you think, Spencer? Is it comfortable? Yeah, they win. Once again, Man City, as we've discussed, got by far the easiest group they could have gotten. And they should qualify. But I think the performance for them, at least, is much more telling than the result. Yeah, they were able to win. But, once again, they did not look dominant. They're really – I have – this is the first season in a while where Man City have played like a stretch of six, seven games without having their dominant one of their dominant six, seven, zero results, which yeah. has happened often under the Pep Guardiola in the Pep Guardiola era. And it's surprising, you have to say. Yeah. Yeah, it is it is surprising. And I think, you know, again, they got the win. You know, that's all that really matters because at the end of the day, but uh, they need to pick it up if they really want to be challenging for the the Champions League. They really got to pick it up. And I guess the last big game of the week um, Bayern. was yeah. Bayern and Atletico. Yeah, and this was, oh, this was, uh, this was, I mean, wow, Bayern are just so good. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it's feel like, you know, big teams around. Europe are slowing down, and Bayern did lose to, I think it was Hoffenheim two weeks ago, but other than that, I mean, they just, they look amazing. I mean, who's who's stopping Bayern? Is, is anyone going to stop Bayern? Uh, I think one team could stop Bayern domestically, and that's Borussia Dortmund, but <laughs> that's more hope than yeah. than pure, than based on the facts. But, I mean, Bayern recently, they haven't been playing well. I mean, you look at the results. The 4-3 win over Hertha was shaky. They needed a 93rd minute winner for that. The DFL Super Cup final win was not calm at all. And it was their first dominant win in a while, but it was over a very strong opponent, and they just absolutely humiliated them. Yeah, no, that's right. And, oh, from 
uh, to the coach perspective. They haven't looked that great in the Liga. They go to Bayern and get dominated. Um, and I think, I don't know, they really got to, along with City too, I mean, they got to pick it up. Seriously, they got to pick it up. And you got to see better performances from them um, in order to be competing in both La Liga and the Champions League. And I guess Inter tied much and glad back. Not much to say there. And I guess that does kind of wrap up our Champions League recap for this week, the big games. Next week, of course, um, Juventus and Barcelona. Ronaldo probably won't be playing in the game, though, uh, which kind of sucks. He tested positive again today for COVID. And um, I'm not sure he's going to be able to get the 10-day or whatever limit. I'm not, not 100% sure on the details, but that would kind of suck. But still a good game. And we'll definitely cover those when they come. But now let's switch over to the Premier League where we saw some big games this week. Um, along, I, I, Or not this week, but of course, last time they were playing. And I guess the big one was the Derby, the big game, Everton, Liverpool, tied 2-2. Spencer, what were your thoughts? I mean, there's one – this game came down to one thing, and that's the horrible decisions of VR. <laughs> time and time again, yeah. this game, VR just did not work at all. Pickford, one of the worst tackles I've seen. Yeah, it, oof. There's no way he should have been on the pitch after that. And he del- – a two-foot deliberate slide tackle to Van Dyke should have been a red card and a penalty. It <laughs> would, slide tackle is like, like a dive. Slide tackle is a generous <laughs> yeah. word for whatever that was. Yeah, but should have been a red. Should have been a red card. A penalty would have been two-zero done and dusted. But yeah. the VAR did not view that as a red card worthy play somehow and then in the last minute Liverpool get the winner it looks everyone's happy well everyone on the red half of Liverpool is happy uh looks like justification after the rough after their rough start to the game or unlucky start to the game but then VAR very very questionably declares Monet declares Mane offsides in the build-up, even though he looked very much onsides. Yeah, that's not offsides. No way, that's just not offsides. Um, I look at the replay again. I saw the lines that they drew. By the way, the lines that they drew, and, and this is from the official um, the official Premier League, they released, they released the foes that they had. The lines that they drew weren't even 100% no. accurate. Um, and that's, that's, you know... Shocking to me. The lines need to be accurate. They weren't I mean, that in, accurate. It's in these, sides. No in these close ones, I feel if it's not one hundred percent clear, right, right? Like if the lines were always one hundred percent accurate, that would be one thing. But they're marking him off sides by no, millimeters. No Even way. then, I don't Finger think I don't think it's <laughs> off sides. But it's a subjective thing, so. and they're deciding it by millimeters like where does the Everton's defender's shoulder start where does yeah. Mane's arm begin like it makes it makes no, absolutely ridiculous. no sense Liverpool were absolutely robbed of a deserved derby victory here unfortunately yeah. Van Dyke is out for the season which is going to make retaining the Premier League title a lot tougher but right. see how they move, respond from here. Yeah, I mean, 
again, I don't think that was offsides. And in terms of the uh, Pickford challenge, I mean, it's definitely a red card. Now, the one thing I, you know, I don't agree with, but it's being made the the argument that it was but offsides. Offsides so would apply. Matter. Wouldn't it apply to foul play? Like, say someone's right. offsides, and then you and then you go up and punch them in the face. That's right. That, I mean, I think the thing that made it a red card wasn't like denial of an obvious goal scoring yeah. opportunity. It was the use right. of excessive force, which I don't think offsides yeah. cancels out. Yeah. No. I mean, again, I, I think whoever is sitting in the booth um, and watches that challenge and doesn't think it's a red card, <laughs> I don't know how they got that job. I don't know how that's possible, but I guess. I guess it is, and that's that's the story of the Premier League. I mean, every week there's something else about VAR um, screw ups. But yeah, again, I think you're right. From Liverpool perspective, they're going to feel a little bit heartbroken yeah. in this game. Um, and Everton, they'll take the point, 100%. Take the point, and run with it. But I guess we'll shift over to the other game, which is Chelsea and Southampton, and another pretty disappointing uh, game from Chelsea. Timo Werner and Kai Havertz got the goals, which is fun to see from you know that perspective, but. They tied. Um, Spencer, what, what, what do you think? I mean, I don't know. It's, it wasn't convincing. It wasn't very good. I mean, yeah, they tied. It wasn't a good result at all. It should have been done and dusted at, when they were 2-0 up, but they let them get back into the game, and when it came down to it, they couldn't, they couldn't hang on. And yeah. not much else to say. Some of the I forget, was it the first or second goal from Southampton was just some awful defending? Oh, horrible defending. Yeah, no, multiple of the goals were. Yeah, honestly. and... Yeah, it's, it's a worry. It's, it's definitely a worry. You have to question some of Frank Lampard's decisions, whether he really knows what he's yeah. doing in his second season at Chelsea. But, I mean, there's still nowhere near out of it. They've definitely been benefited by a lot of the struggles up the table. And yeah. yeah. Kind of sums it up. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, that's really, that's that's honestly Mm kind of all there is to it. I mean, it was pretty boring. Uh, Boring. uh, Play by Chelsea. Yeah, boring in the sense of how they played. Right, right, right. But, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Defense really needs to step up. It's horrible defense. But I guess we shift over to the Man City Arsenal game, which was um, also not, not convincing. You know, neither team really played that well. Yeah, not convincing. As you say, Sterling's goal is pretty, you know, it's a rebound. Um, anything here? I, again, this, it's hard because, you know, no one this week, you know, screamed at me. Well, like, yeah. You you know, they're, they're turning it. Uh, I think we'll get. I'll speak more on that in a minute, but yeah, Man City and Arsenal, neither team did great, but the game I've been looking forward to talking about the most, the Tottenham-West Ham game. What a game, oh, West Ham. What a game of soccer this was. Tottenham came out dominating. They played peak potential, 3-0 up after 16 minutes. Absolutely dominated. They, It looked set after the 16th, 75th minute. Gareth, Gareth Bale, Bale cameo. Came. 
some people <laughs> in the podcast were ready to declare Tottenham as the new favorite, but Gareth Bale came on. Can you blame me? And Mr. Sitter. Well, and that's to what he did. Fair, he I gotta be honest with you. Well, I understand that. Now it was it was really great how we got to it, but I mean you're right in front of the but, goal. I mean the one, on the one thing I wanna highlight here, seventy fifth minute, Harry Kane hits the outside of the post. And yeah, if that goes in, I think we could very very well yeah. be sitting here talking about how Tottenham are the favorites to win the Premier League. But Spurs have their they have their 15 minutes where they were the favorites, which is good for them. And yeah. then West Ham came storming back, and Lanzini scored the 90. <laughs> the hammer. Oh, the 94th minute yeah. in the best way possible. David Moyes proved once again that he is the Scottish Guardiola. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what a goal. Um, arguably already goal of the I mean, definitely goal of the year so far, but we'll see at the end of the season. But um, Jesus, I mean that's a little bit unfortunate for Tottenham, and I, when I really think about it, like that goal is one in a million. I mean, a one in a million banger. would have happened against any other team than Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I can't even. I don't even want to answer that. But uh, I mean, from West Ham perspective, I mean, you know, they came, they were down three zero, right? I mean, and they West back Ham by a draw. I picked. And they beat I Leicester, picked, and they beat I, Wolves. I picked West Ham yeah. to get relegated, but I'm Same not. I believe I did I'm too. I'm not sure about that anymore. They're not. And yeah, games are very, very tough. In all fairness, Man City away, then Liverpool at home, but they've had a very strong start to the season. And speaking of very strong starts to the season from teams who some people predicted them to get relegated, Austin Villa. Beating Leicester City one yeah. to zero, <laughs> Ross Barkley ninety fourth minute. Austin V are now the only team in the four divisions of or four divisions of English football that's perfect. Yeah. Four from four, eleven eleven points clear from relegation after four games. I mean, yeah. are no, they? Looks, uh... Are you ready to declare them as safe? Well, I'm not gonna do that, and I, I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm ready do that, to, and I'm, I'm gonna be correct. To them as safe. Well, here's the thing. I mean, as safe, I guess. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll declare them as safe. I'll do that. I love because, it. Yeah, you're I'll right. They look good. Again, is a lot. you look at that. Yeah, right. That's true. And um, you look at that physical team. They have a good lineup. I mean, um, they're not some. I, I don't think you know, they should have been anywhere good near the relegation zone last year. Right. I think right. I mean, the way they're um, going, they could – I think they could make maybe a push for Europe. Possibly, possibly. I'm not going to put that in yet. But I mean, you look at I, you know, their results I mean, also. I mean, beating Austin Villa, hammering Fulham, demolishing Liverpool, beating a very good Leicester yeah, team. Yeah. Their next couple games don't look – that hard either. They don't play one of the top four teams until December twenty eighth against Chelsea. I I think they could 
go on a bit of a run here and maybe put themselves in a solid position for Europe. Uh, I agree with you. I'm not willing to say it, but I do see what I you're mean, coming I'm, from. I'm not um, yeah, they're, they're... I'm saying, yeah, that yeah, they have the if things go well, they have the potential. Yeah. Um, another game was a big game. May United um, at Newcastle. Uh, Newcastle went up. Luke Shaw on goal in the second minute, and then from there on, Newcastle decided that they're going to put everybody <laughs> back. Um, and just defend it out. Could you expect anything else? And rightly so. Yeah, I mean, it's a little, it's a little disappointing. I have to be honest with you. And rightly so, it took a while, 86 minutes to get the lead again. Bruno Fernandez, and then from there on, of course, you got two more, 4-1. Um, you know, I guess I don't want to say I, I, it was comfortable. I mean, the goals are pretty late, so I guess I want to say it's comfortable. But I mean, Newcastle. I gotta be honest with you, I. Why? Why? You know, like, why do you have to do that? I think, I think, from a manager's perspective, you know, I know you're going up against United. I know you're Newcastle, right? So it's not going to be the best of time. But you, come on, it was like the, from the fifth minute on, they they just they just defended the game. It's like, dude, I, that's I shouldn't be. I mean, I, in all I, fairness, I, it nearly worked. Really they made it to the eighty-sixth minute. I mean, that's I guess. And I guess that's fair to them, and I guess that's why managers do it because it it, it nearly worked and it has worked. Um, well, I can name multiple occasions in the past where teams have done this and it's worked. But I'm a little disappointed in Newcastle. I'll be honest with you, I don't like teams that do that. And from that early on, I mean, yeah. So that was basically United just pounding on Newcastle's door, waiting for it to open, and of course it finally did. Who and I mean, I guess. Predictions, yeah. So that's hopping to West Ham, Man City. You know, <laughs> I'm not gonna take West Ham, but I have taken West Ham a yeah. few times in the past, and it's been correct. It's been correct. Saying that, I'm not gonna take West Ham, but I hope to do Spencer because I love to see, you know the hammers. The hammers are legit. <laughs> yeah, West Ham. They've really been on form recently, and in the past, I'm definitely been known to go to pick against yes. Man City. I did pick Man City to beat Arsenal last week. But yep. I think sure. my Man City picks have been very strong this year. And I'm, I'm going to pick Man City to win. <laughs> to, I think Man City are yeah. going to demolish West Ham. I, I think you it's going to so? be 4-5-0. Oof, oof. Well, I think, damn, I can't do, I can't do the hammers like that. I think it's gonna be two zero city. But you know what? If West Ham were to tie, I I'd, be say I would be shocked. I mean, really couldn't. Say West Ham were able to pull right. out a result I mean, last week, but the way they played for the first seventy five minutes, true. If they played that way against Man true, City. Disgusting. It would be five or six yeah. zero. Yeah. Uh, the other big game, of course, probably the biggest game, honestly, is Man U Chelsea. Um, you know, this is a big, uh, it's going to be huge for the race. Man, you haven't started off that well, but I mean, it just beat PSG. So I think the confidence is definitely, uh, soaring for them. Chelsea, tying Southampton, tying Sevilla, haven't really done that much. Um, it's at Man United. Um, I guess I'll start off first. I think United are going to grab this win and it's not going to be comfortable, but I'm going to go 1-0 United. I think both teams are really going to be just kind of scared to go. But I think United are going to grab something for some. I mean, Man, 
uh, going into this game, Man United have all the momentum. Chelsea are limping in. Right. It's at Old Trafford. Home. I wish the home crowd could be behind them. It would have been a great atmosphere right. welcoming them back after that great game against PSG. But yeah. I think Chelsea are going to be able to just knock them off 3-1. I think. Three one. Well, that's, that's that's a little more than. Well, just I mean, I more. think it's gonna be a close game throughout. Just Chelsea's gonna I open it mean. up a little yeah. at the end. Right. I think Pulisic's gonna bag right. a goal. I think Werner's gonna get one. Yeah. And yeah, I'm gonna go three one to Chelsea. Right. Well, that's definitely uh, a big game tomorrow. A lot of viewers, I'm sure. Um, another big game: Liverpool and Sheffield. Sheffield really haven't been that fun this season um, compared, to, compared to last season. Liverpool, you know, some hard harder games they've faced recently, but it's in Liverpool. Uh, Spencer, let me get a scoreline. This may surprise you, but I'm actually going to go a 2-2 draw. Okay. I, this is the first time I'm going to pick against Liverpool this season. I think they struggled against Sheffield United last year, and I just don't think they're playing that well, and I don't think Sheffield is the right opponent for them to face here. And I think they're going to struggle and tie it 2-2. All right. Yeah, I think, you know, Sheffield, I guess the return of Ryan Brewster. Brewster (laughs) Uh, Premier League rules, you're not allowed. Never mind. You can't. Oh, actually. Wait. Actually, no, he's on a a permanent transfer. Not alone. So, actually, oh, yeah, Liam okay. Brewster yeah, can right. play. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah um, I, I think Liverpool are going to bounce back. It's going to be strong. I'm going to go 2-0. Um, nothing crazy, but Sheffield, I don't, know, I don't see a goal coming from them. Um, a big game, of course, is Arsenal and Leicester City uh, in Arsenal. Leicester have not been that great. Have not been that bad either, though. Arsenal have been – Arsenal have been okay. Um you know me though. I I'm not really the biggest uh, Arsenal guy recently. I'm not gonna take them in this game either. I think Leicester will come in, bounce back after back losing um, a few games, having a hard few games. Yeah, I think Leicester gonna grab it, and um, I'll go. I'll go two one, two one Leicester. Uh, I disagree. I think Arsenal are gonna be able to beat Leicester two 0 all right, and the last big game we'll go on, Burnley-Tottenham. And, you know, Burnley are always that team that are pretty tough. Um, oh, you know, this season <laughs> they haven't been that good. But uh, in recent years, it, you know, last year they were pretty good. So it's in Burnley. Um, I, I got to be honest with you, though, I think Marino's definitely going to want to win after what happened at West Ham. And I think Tottenham are going to get it. Yeah, 3-1. I think Tottenham are going to come in and – I think it's going to start off similar to the West Ham game, except this time Mourinho won't let his team let up. And I think Tottenham yeah. are going to win 5-1. Yeah. 5-1, to 5-1, all right. Actually, well, you know, they've been scoring a lot recently, so I wouldn't put it past them. Or one other game right. I just want to go all right, well, that is Austin Villa oh, leads sure, sure. to two teams oh, that, true, 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 true. Weren't, can I skip that weren't... Yeah weren't predicted to do great, but have had very good start to the seasons. And I want to – who do you got? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's in SMV. Um, I love the way Leeds play, of course. SMV have been great. And I think this won't be a big deal for SMV um, as a whole, but I think they are going to tie this game. I'm going to go 2-2. Um, but it's going to be close, 100%. I think, it's, you know, I could definitely see a winner out of either of these teams. Uh, what about you? I don't think it's going to be tie, a tie. I think it's gonna there's going to be an, a winner. And I think it's going to come from the – from Austin Villa. I think they're going to continue their yeah. run of four. Continue that perfect streak. Start off yeah. five for five. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that does uh, – that ends our recap and our predictions for the Premier League of this, this episode. And we'll shift over to the Liga, where we have, of course, the biggest game, one of the biggest games in the world. Um, a Classico tomorrow. I'm pumped. I'm also pretty scared, got to be honest with you, but I'm pumped. Um, in terms of the uh, matches before in La Liga, we saw real quick Granada being Sevilla, blah, blah, blah. Atletico Madrid beat Celta Vigo. And then, of course, the big two teams, they both lose. Getafe beat Barcelona 1-0. Um, and Real Madrid lose to Cadiz, who promoted, as I stated before, 1-0. Um, you know, we won't spend too much time in these two losses, but real quick, I mean, you know, Cadiz are not very good. And the reality is that 1-0 looks nice to Madrid. Um, that's just the reality. Cadiz easily, in the first 20 minutes, could have had two or three. Courtois had some big saves. And Madrid's defense, even with um, um, Ramos, looked really <laughs> bad. <laughs> really bad. And Cadiz, you know, they they could have been worse. That's the reality. Um, I mean, Spencer, anything to say on Madrid here? I know you touched on them before, but... You know, I guess, I guess real quick, I guess we'll we'll talk about the Classico in a second, then we'll skip that. Um, Getafe beat Barcelona again. Getafe looked good. Getafe are a good team, though, so I, I had a feeling this could happen. Barcelona didn't look that strong, but of course, Spencer Classico. What are your thoughts and uh, predictions? I think this is a huge game for both teams. That is really going to be telling for yeah. the rest of the season. I think Barcelona are definitely in a bit better form heading into this game than Madrid are, but I think, I think this is a game that definitely could go either way here. Honestly, I'm completely torn, but yeah, I'm going to have to go with a Madrid two to one victory. Yeah. I mean, I want to, it's it, I 100% agree with you. You know, I don't like to take ties in El Clasico because, it, yeah. I don't know, just I don't think there's going to be a tie tomorrow. It's yeah. so hard to pick um, a winner out of these two, though. It's right. It, it's hard because Barcelona, again, losing good, to Getafe, they look good against Fener Rakos, whatever. <laughs> uh, it doesn't really mean much. Um, but Madrid, the last two games from Madrid have been really shocking. Of course, Barcelona won after Stegen. Um I don't believe they'll have Jordi Alba. They Although might, will Jordi might be back Alba in, I'm not sure. But they will have Dest. True, yeah. Well, <laughs> Dest's Dest debut for Barca was not the strongest, but he, he looked good in the next game. But um, uh, it's it's hard, and I think it's in the Bar- it's in Barcelona, and I'm I'm honestly going to have to give it to Barcelona. I, I, Madrid's game just haven't looked good, and I think Barca are going to be able to grab it um, 1-0. The reality with Madrid is that if it's Benzema or if Benzema or Ramos doesn't score, they rarely score. And I don't think 
that's going to happen tomorrow. I think Barcelona are going to grab this game 1-0, but it kind of sucks, of course, to choose against your team in El Clasico, but I think that's your reality. Um, and, of course, yeah, that's that's uh, you can touch on Atletico Madrid, I guess, real quick if you want. Being Celta Vigo, I mean, you got killed mm-hmm. by Bayern Munich. Um, I guess there's not much to say there, honestly. Any, anything not on Atletico much. Madrid? Atletico, they started off yeah. the season so well with that 6-1 victory, was it? And it's kind of all been downhill yeah, yeah. for me from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and of course, it's, well, that does finish up our league recap. If class go tomorrow, definitely tune in. We'll be tuning in, of course. Um, whew, big game, one of the biggest games per usual. Uh, no Bundesliga games this week. Um, yeah, or there were. Were there? But, I mean, oh, there were Bundesliga. I think right, we, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. time-wise, I think we can skip them. Touch on them lightly. Yeah, both, we'll come back to the Bundesliga in a future episode. Both Dortmund and Bayern were able to pick up wins. So, that yeah, good for both of them. But no major results Right. last weekend. Right. Yeah. And in terms of Serie A, um, I think we did touch on these. Didn't we touch on these results last episode? I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, Napoli beat Atalanta 4-1. And of course, oh, of course, no, no, no. So sorry. Oh, yeah. I forget. It was the Milan Derby. It was the Milan Mateo Derby. Mattia would be disappointed oh, in you. The Milan Derby into Milan. Mattia, yeah, he would be <laughs> pretty mad. I'll be honest with you. Mattia would definitely get his starts on this in the next episode when he's back. But into Milan and AC Milan. Zlatan <laughs> grabs both goals at the ageless wonder. Yeah, cheat. They honestly grabs both goals. And AC Milan win, and that's 21 games unbeaten for AC Milan. And I guess it, I guess it begs the question: Are we underestimating them for this well, for this area this year? I think we're. <laughs> I think we'll have to wait a wait a bit before we can yeah. start declaring them as threats to Juventus. But it's definitely been a very yeah. good start to the season for AC Milan and Juventus. On the other hand. Have not had a good start to the season, and they're opening yeah. up a bit of a gap at top of the league. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Matia would be would be pretty happy. Uh, right I now. think the viewers are missing out on some AC Milan rankings from <laughs> Matia. For sure. No, I mean, I'm, you know, the Rosa, the Rosanieri got the win, and I didn't no. choose them. Did you choose them? <laughs> I didn't choose him either. <laughs> Matteo did, but I, we didn't choose him. And from Inter Milan perspective, this game was pretty. It, it was a pretty close game, I guess I'd say. But Inter Milan, they don't. I don't know. There's not a lot of creativity. I mean, Ericsson was signed um, to be that creative guy, but he's just not. And, and yeah, and let's touch on that real quick because, right, all all Conte wanted was a new midfielder, um, creative midfielder to play in behind Lukaku Martinez. He got Erickson the dude that he really wanted. He got him. And now he's benching <laughs> him for Arturo Vidal. <laughs> um, I mean, geez, Erickson really has kind of dropped off um, since leaving Tottenham. And not getting game I mean, has time, he game had time a Inter. Start, I, can only, I don't believe he's had a serious start this season. I don't even know. He started one game against Fiorentina, but he hasn't had yeah. a goal. He also started in their Champions League game during the week, but yeah, 
I mean, still, Erickson, he's been struggling ever since he left. For sure. For sure. And it's, again, Conte, I'm a little confused (laughs) on why he wanted this guy. Now he got this guy. Now he's not playing this guy. (laughs) I don't know. I guess that's that's his his idea of it. I don't know. That's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do. But I guess it does recap, uh, or, or that's it does finish our full recap over the leagues. Um, it was a good episode, of course. Champions League next week, a classico tomorrow. Definitely, we're gonna talk about that in the next episode. We're gonna get it earlier in the week, I believe. Um, and we'll see what we'll be on talking about AC Milan. But as usual, thank you guys for listening. We really enjoy the support, and we'll see you guys in the next episode.